morning, afternoon, evening, and good night to you all. Hi, my name is Maulida, and welcome to my first podcast. I am currently studying politics and governance at Gajah Mada University. In this opportunity, I want to explain about the spatial autonomy for Papua and West Papua. Um, for those who don't know, autonomy is power distribution of central government to local governments. This grant of authority can also be called decentralizations. Van Houten categorizes autonomy into two types, namely general autonomy and special autonomy. Um, general autonomy is usually applied to countries that have good political stability and are free from the threat of separatism, uh, while special autonomy is applied to an area in a country that has a conflict with the central government. This application of special autonomy is intended to strengthen the coherence and integration of the nation so that existing problems are resolved peacefully. Okay, so how about Indonesia? The implementation of special autonomy in Indonesia is given to five regions, namely, first Jakarta, of course, then Yogyakarta, Aceh, Papua, and lastly West Papua. Each of these regions has its own reason for practicing special autonomy, whereas in the provinces of Papua and West Papua, special autonomy was granted because there were conflicts that predominantly demand independence, so the resistance occurred. And usually, a country that adheres to this autonomous system is in the form of a unitary state, such as Indonesia. It is written in the 1945 Constitution's Article 1, Paragraph 1, which confirms that the form of Indonesia is a unitary state, or we used to call it Negara Kesatuan Republik Indonesia. Now, if it's clear enough about the meaning of autonomy, let's continue with the definition of spatial autonomy. Literally, the meaning of two, regular autonomy and spatial autonomy, is almost the same. What distinguishes the two is how much authority and rights a region has in running its government. Regions that receive special autonomy have a wider political scope than regions with regular autonomy. Well, in this case, special autonomy for Papua and West Papua was first regulated in Law Number 21 of 2001, which underwent gradual change until Law Number 35 of 2008. The Papua Special Autonomy Law has the principle of Lex Specialist Derogat Legi Generali which means that special law derogates from the general law. At this point, you might have one question. What are the special features of special autonomy for Papua and West Papua? Among them is the establishment of the Papuan People's Council, or we used to call it MRP, Majelis Rakyat Papua. Member of the Majelis Rakyat Papua, the governor and the deputy governor must be Papuan natives or orang asli Papua. In addition, Papua also receives special autonomy funds, revenue sharing from oil and gas, mining, forestry, fisheries, and other infrastructure funds. In the field of law, 
the custom records of the local communities have been recognized. Besides this privilege, Papua also has flexibility in the fields of monetary and fiscal, religion, defense, security, and foreign policy. The special autonomy for Papua and West Papua has been running for 20 years. Currently, the draft of the special autonomy bill is being revised so that this program can be continued as soon as possible. Hopefully, in the future, this special autonomy can provide greater benefits for the people of Papua. Okay, I think that's all I can share with you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. I hope you guys enjoyed our deep dives into the spatial autonomy of Papua and West Papua. Don't forget to smash the follow button and see you later. Bye!